Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hey guys, welcome to season seven of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. Seven seasons. Wow. Just so grateful every day for what God continues to do through this podcast by bringing amazing guests who are willing to share their stories for each and every one of you who continually show up once to twice a week to listen to these episodes and for sharing them with your people, and most of all to God for just opening doors that I never thought would be opened. I'm grateful each and every day, and so excited for you to hear the story of the person on the episode today. So, let's do this. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I'm Gina, and I am so excited for you guys to meet Micah Hansen today. Micah and I have been friends online for quite a few years, but then we finally got to meet in person in March of this year. So thank you so much, Micah, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell my listeners about yourself? Uh, Yeah, so I grew up in the Northwest and got into, in a roundabout way, got into the acting world through musical theater. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's how you and I connected was, I guess, I think, you know, you follow a lot of like the Christian film, all that kind of stuff. And Uh I think that's how we met via Facebook and all that, right? Yeah, that's kind of how we met. We actually met, um, I was uh, met and kind of became friends with some people from a band that you were associated with at, oh, at the time. Oh, right. yeah. that's right. Okay. That's right. So I completely about that. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> that's why I'm saying we've been friends online for quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time flies, especially. Yeah, it does. 2020 didn't even count as a year, so we'll just I not know. even count that. <laughs> so what all do you do? Yeah, so um, I'm an actress, singer. I've been blessed to get to be part of predominantly the Christian media side of Mm -hmm. things. It wasn't necessarily like my goal to like just do Christian media. Um, But, you know, I think God knows what we can handle and where he can kind of keep us safe. And so he's kind of always placed me in the the Christian sphere and um, Mm -hmm. it kind of insulated me in that way because the entertainment industry can be pretty dark and um, Mm -hmm. it can, it can really suck you in. We've all seen how uh, especially I think young girls like get into the industry and then completely lose themselves their morals. They lose everything, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And I always knew that was, I didn't want to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. when I first got into it, um, I remember praying all the time, like, okay, God, like, I know you've given me this gift and I don't want to use it against you. So Mm -hmm. don't let me quote unquote, make it whatever that means, you know, (laughs) don't let me make it until you and me are tight enough where I won't walk away from you, where I won't use this against you. And Mm -hmm. I was like, if that means I never make it, that's fine. Just don't let me, I just never wanted to take a gift and use it against him, um, Mm -hmm. in any way. So yeah, I'm very grateful for the, the good people he's placed in my life around me. And, um, I'm just, I'm very grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, um, like I said, we met at the NRB conference Mm -hmm. and, she, uh, she was running around <laughs> because not only is she an actress and a singer, she also does other things. Can you talk about the other things that you get to do? Um, I've started kind of getting into producing. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping to do a lot more film producing in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, at NRB, I was getting to work with, um, a dear friend of mine. Well, two dear friends of mine, Sherry Rigby. Mm-hmm. She's an actress, director, producer, and then Ashley Bratcher, who also is a actress, writer, director, producer, all of those things, like such multi-talented women in my life. And I'm so uh-huh. grateful for them. So I got to work with them at NRB, just kind of, um, just helping kind of get some productions that they're working on, trying to get legs under those. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it had me running around. I wasn't expecting to be part of it, but it was a great time. I loved it. <laughs> I got to like, run into you. And so I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. And right. I'm excited to see everything that you're doing and see how God continues to use it um, oh, you. because you are really gifted. So thank you so much for uh, doing what you do. And let's get into uh, your story, your freedom story. Yeah. So mm. I, like I said, I grew up in the Northwest. Um, I was from a very large family. My parents are recovered um, drug addicts and alcoholics. They were saved in the Calvary Chapel movement, kind of in like the Jesus revolution. Uh Um, And then they got married and had six kids. I'm the second oldest of six. And um, they're amazing parents. And, but everybody has their own I don't, demons is kind of a strong word, I guess, but it's the only thing I can think to kind of, I think everybody understands that, you know, picture. Um, so them coming from addiction backgrounds, both of their, their family, like their parents that had addiction problems as well. Um, and thank God they were no longer using once they had kids and they were born again and believers and all that. But, um, there was still a lot of dysfunction in the home because they didn't know how to be good, you know, like good parents. Cause they had never seen that modeled, you know? And right. I really do think the church kind of failed them a little bit as well, because it was just kind of like, Oh, now you're Christian. You're made new. Like you're, you're fixed, you know, like right. you can pray it away kind of a, a mindset, I think. Mm-hmm. And so instead of them maybe seeing therapists or getting help, um, just to mentally and emotionally heal. Cause yes, God comes in and he can heal us in an instant. Right. Um, but you know, when we've had traumas, like your brain has sustained a trauma, just like if you had a broken leg, you wouldn't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to pray that it, it resets itself and heals automatically like mm-hmm. you you go to a doctor you have them reset it and then you continue to pray for the healing that God provides you know right. and we don't do that with the mental side of things a lot so right. all that to say um I grew up with some dysfunction in the home that led me to being pretty highly codependent mm-hmm. and for anybody who doesn't know what codependency is it is 
I would, I guess I would call it like compulsive people pleasing Mm -hmm. along with, um, just having no sense of self-worth or sense of, um, self at all. And obviously that can go an unhealthy amount. If you love self too much, obviously we're not called to that either, but mine was a dysfunction of, I, I would be whoever I needed to be for anybody because I just, I needed them to, for me to be okay. I needed everybody around me to be okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of call it like every person is, you're supposed to be your own. Like I said, when, when all of your self-worth is in something that it's not supposed to be in, yeah. it's going to come down. Like God can't like allow that to remain, you know, right. because that's putting someone else or that's putting yourself or that's putting your safety or over God and God is supposed to be first and foremost in your life. And so right. I had those idols in my life. It, that was my quote unquote drug of choice was keeping people happy. Mm-hmm. So that relationship came to an end and I was left with the choice of, do I let this ruin me or do I let this be the best, worst thing that ever happened to me? <laughs> and when I tell you, I am so grateful for that experience in my life. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, mm-hmm. but I'm so eternally grateful for it in my life. I think God knows. I've heard it said that whatever the trauma is that you're trying to kind of run away from the breaking point has to be something of equal or greater value almost, you know, like it needs to, you have to go in and re to go back to like the broken leg analogy. Like you have to kind of go, if, if I had a broken leg that set that healed incorrectly and I had a mm-hmm. limp, which is what I feel like I had emotionally, I had a limp. Mm-hmm. Um, had, God had to go in and re-break the leg and mm-hmm. it's excruciating and it's hard, but it was like, I got to that point where I was like, you know what? I'm already broken. So let's go in and let's just clean it all out. Let's get all the shards. Let's reset the bone. Let's let it heal correctly so that mm-hmm. I don't do this again. So that I'm not attracted to a toxic relationship again, so that I'm not part of the toxicity again. Mm-hmm. And so I got in with a therapist and started doing EMDR to start working through the traumas that I hadn't worked through as a kid Mm -hmm. and, um, just really admitting I had a problem that I was Mm -hmm. codependent admitting that I had control issues. Like all of those things were very difficult, but they are what ultimately led to my freedom and being Mm -hmm. free from the trap of people pleasing and having to keep everybody thinking that I could control somebody's well-being you know, or control their mental space or that I could somehow insulate them or take care of them. Like kind of, it's a bit of a God complex. Like God Mm -hmm. is supposed to be everything in their life. I'm not supposed to be everything in their life. So it it is, it was the best worst thing that ever happened to me. I I do believe that if you allow it to be the the narrative that everything happens for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that when you can see it that way, you can that it just kind of goes back to that verse, like God works all things together for good. You Mm -hmm. know, it doesn't say it'll be easy, but he can take the worst thing that has ever happened to you. He can take, you know, generational addiction. He can take, Mm -hmm. um, codependency. He can take all of the wounds that you have and turn it into the best thing that's ever happened to you. And Mm -hmm. part of my story is as well. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease back in 2015 and that was when I was in the relationship. So actually, um, but again, that's something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It's not a fun disease. It's not a glamorous disease. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, quite an, a humiliating, uh, condition to have at times. Um, but again, that has taught me that 
it's okay to, to need people. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to not be okay. It is perfectly fine to not be okay. And that really taught me that I had to like admit, like, I'm not okay. My body is failing me and I, I can't do this right now, whatever it may be. And, um, the diagnosis of Crohn's disease is kind of what led me into therapy in the first place. Cause I was like, okay, something's really not right in my body. And I believe that your body kind of keeps score, you know, like it knows when you're emotionally not taking care of it. Those emotions have to go somewhere. It's energy, you know, that energy has to go somewhere. And for me, I just stored it in my gut and it became so unhealthy. So between the Crohn's disease and the toxic relationship and that leading me into my breaking point and asking for the help and admitting that I needed the help and choosing to lean into my faith instead of question. I mean, not that I didn't question it. I definitely questioned it at times. There was times, you know, with the Crohn's disease, for instance, where I would be like, okay, no, this can't, this isn't real. This can't be real. Like I, I literally would be like, okay, the joke's over. It's not funny anymore. I'm ready to be healthy again. And it was like, that doesn't work. It didn't fix it. I was still unhealthy. I still wasn't okay. Um, so I definitely questioned it and I still question things, but instead of walking away from my faith, I leaned into it and leaned into, okay, what can I learn through this? What are you trying to teach me? How can I take this and make it the best thing that ever happened to me? And, um, that's what happened through a lot of therapy. And again, a lot of, a lot of Jesus and a <laughs> lot of humility and learning. Yeah. I'm so very grateful for it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, yeah, because I remember when you were going through all that. Um, like I said, we were not in face friends, but I do remember when you were going through all that. Yeah. Um, what helped you? I mean, besides obviously Jesus and therapy and all that, like what what else like around your life really helped as you were going through all that, like the recovery? Oh. Um, just having good people in your life who love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. I had friends who would just be like, hey, just whenever you need to come over, like I'm here, you know, and I had people that I would ask to be, um, kind of my prayer warriors because at that time, like I was so angry, um, and so desperate that I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't, I almost felt like I couldn't pray non-biasedly, if that makes sense. You know, like I felt like I was just praying selfishly as opposed to praying for the best for that person and praying for God's will. And so I asked people to be the prayer warriors that I knew I couldn't be, you know, because Mm -hmm. I still wanted to be praying for that individual, but like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it without there being selfish motive in it. And so, Mm -hmm. um, just having good people around you. And like I said, just, just becoming okay with the fact that you're not okay, you know, and being able to admit that and not find shame in that. It was hard. It was embarrassing. I was three weeks out from getting married, you know, like it, it, it sucks. (laughs) It really sucked. Um, but, and it wasn't very rather public, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I can't imagine how people in Hollywood handle relationships. I've been watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that's going on and, oh man, like to have to go through all of those details again and relive that, like, it just breaks my heart that people will stay in such toxic um, situations for such a long time, you know, and Mm I, I, it takes two people, you know, to stay in that. Um, and I'm just, I'm very grateful that God loved me enough to not give me what I wanted. Like I wanted that relationship. I wanted to be in that and I would have never gotten healthy if 
if you wouldn't have removed me from that. I would have never found myself. I would have never become the person that he meant for me to be if I would have stayed in my unhealthy state, you know, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't even have the career that I have if I would have stayed in it. Like I would have had to give up my career to, to be in that relationship as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just learned to have good people around you. And that is what got me through and the Psalms as well. Mm-hmm. The Psalms are what got me through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much in those Psalms, like any emotion or anything that you feel is in those Psalms at some point. And I love how you really iterated on the point that it's okay not to be okay. Yes, I think that's something that really gets to people when the big C, the big C church makes you feel like, yeah, it's, it's not okay to not be okay. Like, you you know, like you said, you could pray away something like with your parents Mm -hmm. when you were talking about that. And that's, not necessarily the case after you got out of those situations and as you've moved on in your walk over the last um so many years how's he just kind of shown you that he's got you oh man in so many ways so 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 many ways I mean, the, the people that he put in has put in my life first and foremost are always what come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I always joke and say that my gravestone is just going to say she had good people. Like that's (laughs) it because that's the only thing that has gotten me through. Really. I, I kind of see it as like, you know, when you go bowling and you suck at bowling, so you put the bumpers up. Yep. Um, the people in my life, I call them like my spiritual bumpers because I have, I've just kind of like ping pong ball off of them as I go down. Mm-hmm. And if not for them, I would have been in the gutters. I've tried to get in the gutter. I have tried to jump over the people to get in the gutter and <laughs> God just in his mercy, hasn't let me get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just showed up and put the, the kind of people in my life, the opportunities in my life, even just small things, you know, like there's just little things that God knows will speak to us and us alone, you know, like to me individually, like where I'm at. Um, I have so many instances during that really, really tough grieving season that I was in, Mm -hmm. um, grieving the loss of that relationship, grieving the loss of my identity, you know, like it was just a tough time. And, Mm -hmm. um, there were so many, it was interesting because at that time God would speak to me with numbers a lot. And I know that sounds weird and I'm not into the astrological or like <laughs> the angel numbers or things. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. Yeah. He would just either bring a number to my mind and it, it correlated with like the day that I was in. Cause I was doing a, I guess it was kind of a fast. Um, mm-hmm. and a Bible verse would line up with like the day of the fast that I was on, or it was just, you know, certain things that he would just show me that like, I just felt like he was telling me like, Hey, I'm right here. I'm sitting right next to you. You know, Mm -hmm. like for nobody else in the world, is it day 18 or whatever, whatever number it was say, Mm -hmm. you know, but for me it was. And then the verse that I was reading that day or the one that it let, that he led me to just lined up numerically in an odd way. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, there are numbers in the Bible do mean things. And so, um, that fast that I was on, I had committed to doing this, like this fast, and it just so ended up, so I, I had my birthday as like the day that I was going to be done with the fast. And it ended up being exactly 77 days, which seven is the number of completion in the Bible. Right. So it was 77 days. 
I can't remember all of it, but it was like on my 27th birthday on the seventh, like it was just all of these sevens that he just lined up. And there was like, it was bizarre. Like you could not have made this up. I could not have planned it. There was just no way. And it was just like, I think it was like, a, like five sevens or something like that in wow. this like fast that I decided to do. And then I saw it and I was like, oh wow. And it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was just like, okay, you're going to complete this grieving season. You're going to complete this um, season and move into the next one. And then it was so crazy. Like right after that, he gave me all of these eights, which is like the number of new beginnings, you know? And like, mm. it was just cool. Like how he showed mm -hmm. up like that. So just little things, like I said, it was little things that because it was say the 8th of, of August didn't mean anything to anybody else, but to me it did, you know? And like, it just lined up with the journey that I was on. Mm -hmm. And it was just little things like that would just bring me to my knees, sobbing and praising him and just thanking him for letting me know, like, I've got you, I've mm -hmm. got you, you're okay, you know? Yeah. yeah, I love it how he's so personal to us. He knows yeah. exactly what yeah. we And I really, I've never had a season I've never had a season since that time where numbers have been just like a, a huge thing for me. It was mm -hmm. just that season. And yes. yeah, it was crazy. Oh, that is beautiful. How are you doing health wise now? Um, it depends how well I treat my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, Crohn's disease is something I chose not to uh, treat it with medication. I wanted to go more holistic route of help of helping my body and my gut in particular heal. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I'm lazy and I'm busy and I don't eat well, and I eat things that I know trigger me, like I don't do as well, obviously. Um, but the thing is, is that I, I know what I need to do. It's just me putting that into practice. And honestly, it's that continual relying on God to be like, okay, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, eat smart today. I don't want to deny my flesh. I want to just indulge. I want to just eat something that tastes good instead of like what will help my body heal. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it's, it, it fluctuates, but I'm not, I'm still not, I'm still not on any medication. So I'm grateful for that. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing all the parts of your story and for being so vulnerable and hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me I'm, I'm thrilled that I get to chat with you absolutely um a couple more questions uh first one okay. is what verses kept you anchored during those times besides the psalms because I know you did say the psalms but yeah. was there something <clears throat> specific about the psalms or other verses yeah so my verse even just as a child was first Peter uh five seven casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. Mm -hmm. My verse as a kid, cause I've gone through, um, I had eye issues as a child. I was actually blind in one eye. It's, it's a long story, but, um, mm -hmm. that was the verse that my mom would keep telling me is like, I can't carry your burden, but Jesus can, you just, mm -hmm. you have to cast it on. You have to give it to him. And I learned that at such a young age because I experienced, um, him touching my life, you know, and, and that was a very real thing for me. Um, cause my circumstances didn't change. I still was blind. I still, you know, like those things, I mean, he did eventually, there was a lot of healing that happened, but mm -hmm. in the midst of that healing, it was the, the cast my casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. And he, mm -hmm. my circumstance didn't change, but he changed me and how, 
and just how it felt. It wasn't all consuming. It wasn't, you know, as tragic. Um, but it was during this season that verse first Peter five ten was kind of highlighted to me. And again, it was so cool because this had already been the verse that like had stood out to me and I was really clinging to it. And mm -hmm. then I was at a friend's house and she had bought all of these. Um, they were like really beautifully done Bible verses, you know, with somebody's artwork on them. Mm -hmm. And she had bought a bunch of them and they were like really, you know, beautiful, encouraging ones. And she hadn't really known why she bought this particular one. Cause she's like, cause it's kind of a tough one, you know? Yeah. And she was like, I just realized like I, this was meant for you. And the verse is, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Mm -hmm. um, and that wasn't actually the version that I had, but you know, that, that gets it across with like, after you've suffered for a little while, right. he'll restore you. He will make you strong. He will make you steadfast. And that was what I just clung to that. And then Psalms 103, 14 has always been one as well. It says, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Mm. And that as somebody who was codependent, admitting that you're weak, you know, or admitting that you're not perfect is excruciatingly hard. And so for me, just like, I remember reading that for the first time and sobbing and being like, he gets it. He knows that I'm weak. He, mm -hmm. he knows, and he doesn't hold it against me right. and it doesn't make me less than, and it doesn't mean I'm not worthy. You know, it was just like, he knows this it's, and he's okay with that. And he's here yeah. for me in that. So I would say those two verses were the ones that like really got me through that season. And again, just like I said, reading the Psalms, because the psalmist did not hold back on his thoughts and when he was not okay and just mm -hmm. how uh, desperate he was or how broken he was. And, and just having somebody that I felt like understood kind of where I was at emotionally. It was a roller coaster. It's up and down and all over the place in the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Psalms um, hear that, you know, so. Yeah, and they do. <laughs> so mm -hmm. how can people find you? Um, I'm most active on Instagram and mm -hmm. it's just Micah Lynn Hansen, Hansen spelled with an O-N um, mm -hmm. on Instagram. Micah is spelled just like the book in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I'm most active. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way. Okay. Awesome. I'll put links to, um, where they can find you and, um, just all the things in there, your website and everything. So thank you again Perfect. so much. Do you have any final encouraging words for my listeners? I would say, cause right now where I'm at currently in life, I'm in a bit of like, I would guess I would call it like a desert or dry season mm -hmm. where you don't Feel like you're hearing from God all the time or you don't feel that connected and you don't feel that like the butterflies and the love relationship that you feel like you've had in the past you know mm -hmm. and if anyone else is there I just want to encourage them that I'm there too it's mm -hmm. okay I'm not married but I feel like that's kind of like in marriage it's not always going to be a honeymoon season but mm -hmm. you choose to choose that person you know, and right now, like, I don't feel it with Christ. Maybe I don't feel it with my relationship with him, but I'm choosing to believe I'm choosing to still walk out my faith and fear and trembling. I'm choosing, and I don't do it perfectly. Goodness, by any means, um, but I'm, I'm still choosing to live my life the way that he 
lays out for us in the Bible because I do believe that he loves us and wants what's best for us. So even when you don't feel it, just sit down and have a coffee date with him anyways, sit down and, and just give yourself time to hear from him and listen and just choose it even when you don't feel it. And I'm, I know that it's just a season. So yeah, yeah absolutely. That'll definitely help somebody because we all get into those seasons. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Micah, thank you so much for joining me today and for thank again, you. being open and willing to speak. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I pray that you are leaving not only inspired and encouraged, but also challenged through the story of the person who was on. If you enjoyed today's podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Leave a five-star review and rating so that other people can find this podcast. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, and let's continue to share the true freedom that God brings. I love each and every one of you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.